from the top of the charts to the dusty $1 bin and everything in between, it's time for another review on Life to Labyrinth. Well, welcome back to another episode of Life to Labyrinth podcast. My name is Bryn. I'm Angie. And with us this week is somebody long named on the podcast and first time joiner, Renee from the Ravage Love podcast has joined us with a suggestion of her own. So welcome, Renee. Thanks for joining us. Oh my God. Hey. <laughs> hey. I hope like all good things though. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be. Absolutely. Always mm-hmm. good things. The only person we work on truly is Steven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited I'm to have McKee. another lady on the podcast. This is fun. I know. Let's look at us. Look mm-hmm. at us. Thriving. Vaginas represent... Okay, I'm done. <laughs> this just turned into a Ravage Love episode. Your dog's not barking, but it certainly found a squeaky toy. Yeah, I got it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Renee, thanks for joining us. You're so welcome. Why don't you... I mean, I don't think we really need to get into the whole history of how we know each other, but you and I have known each other for quite some time, and we share some memories. All good things again. All good and things. children. And children. <laughs> oh my god, we only have an hour, guys, but if we want to make it longer, I'm here for it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn this into a therapy session. But uh, Renee has been somebody that, I don't know, have you ever listened to an episode of our podcast? I have All listened the to the early episodes, which I hear is not a good account for how the episodes are presently. I would agree. Yeah, so I need to give it another shot. I really want to listen to the Alanis Morissette episode because I hear it's hot shit. Yes. Definitely one of the best ones that we've done. And and I I hold the bar up in terms of how much we tangent. And we tangent, I think, zero. Who knew we could just talk about Alanis solidly for an hour without interruption? I didn't know. I, I mean, now. I feel like we've been talking about Alanis without interruption for the last 30 years, so... There's been kind of some interruption, though. I didn't realize there were 400 other albums that had come out. Well, I mean, <laughs> 11 happened, and that put Alanis on the back burner briefly, but... This is true. This is true. Mm-hmm. Priorities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, you made this suggestion. You, you and I were chatting on the phone, and you were so passionate about the suggestion for what we listened to this week that I basically threw down the gauntlet and said we'll do it if you come on and join us Mm -hmm. and here you are so what did we listen to why did you pick it what have we been doing this week oh my god we listened to Master of My Make Believe the 2012 album of Santa Gold and I was passionate about it because it bops like it's it's a great album and you know i find like every song you know i save a few or like every song is really good and catchy and gets in your head and you can just listen to it and it has so many layers not unlike an onion and it's just good just really good and i want people to love it and you know you typically when you and i are on the phone and you're talking about oh we have to find another album for next week it's my turn to pick or whatever I'm immediately going through my Spotify, like, who's good? Like, what's what's good? And um, <laughs> then I had been listening to this album, as I do practically, like, every few weeks. And I was like, this one. So I was, I'm tickled. I'm tickled that, you know, you guys listen to it. And then I'm here. And I'm really hoping that you both loved it. You know, I don't think anybody can love it as much as I do. So I'm not going to be hurt. But I hope you both enjoyed it. <laughs> well, I, I definitely did. 
So Master of My Make Believe came out in 2012, as you mentioned, and it, fun fact, features John, John Hill, Switch, and Diplo, as well as, Car- as, well as Karen O of the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. And Diplo, of course, uh, was featured in our LSD uh, episode, which is mm-hmm. up there as one of our higher listened episodes, probably because that album is good, too. Very good. So there's a fun tie-in. Did I recommend that one, too? Uh, I, I think don't I did. remember. Maybe you oh, did. I think I did. You're I think, welcome. I think we were, li- listening. we were listening. We had decided to listen to a Sia album, I think, at the time, near Christmas, and you suggested that. And I suggested to Stephen that we switch the epi- the album that we were going to listen to f- to that one. Um, truth be told, because it was shorter. Fair. Yeah, it's a concept <laughs> album, right? So it's yeah. wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, in terms of an experience. So All right. Yeah. So, Angie, what would you think of it? I have listened to Send to Gold since her 2008 album. And I shouldn't say I have continually listened to her because I didn't. That's a full, complete lie. I listened to the her first album quite a bit and I don't know who turned me on to it because I don't know how this would end up in my wheelhouse, but Creator and Les Artistes from her first album are really delightful mm-hmm. and super catchy. Mm-hmm. So I was excited that somebody reminded me that this lovely musician still exists and has created other music because I I very much enjoyed it. A good time was had by all. I don't know all the extra people that you said were involved in it. Not even Karen O? No. You don't know Karen O of the yeah, yeah, yeah? No. I'm That's sorry. Awesome. I'm embarrassed. Fun fact, Karen O did the entire album for the uh, Where the Wild Things Are movie. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. You don't have to. the the album The album's tight, but <laughs> artsy fartsy, artsy fartsy. I've def- I've definitely heard of the yeah yeah yes, but I feel like I didn't catch on to them. Uh, maybe I've listened to the yeah yeah yes, but I don't think I could name a song of theirs. Yeah, same. Do you have all night? No, we're not. I'm not going to turn this into a Carano appreciation episode. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that as a bonus sometime. <laughs> So I'm the only one of the three of us that has never heard of this person or listened to her previous to this week. What'd you think? I really liked it. I remember you sort of warned me about the opening song, Go, which is the one featuring Karen mm-hmm. O. Um, I don't remember specifically what you said, but it was sort of like, get through that one and the rest of it's great. And I think that was probably one of my favorite songs on the album. I think it really kicks the album off well. I totally agree. It's just, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot for a first song on an album when the rest of the songs aren't that intense. The ones mm. after that get really catchy and, and, you know, they have so many layers of like harmony and music and background and all of it that it, to me, kind of stands alone. So when I listened to it, I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, this is good, but it's a lot. And then I was like, oh, wait, all the other ones are great. So it's a great song, but I feel like it's a lot for a first song. <laughs> It's hella catchy, and of course it's the one I ended up listening to the most because I kept restarting the album from the beginning, which was dummy. But uh, by the end of it, I was like, yes, this song again. Good times. This is going on my my walk track for sure. Oh, it's definitely it's an exercise song for sure. I like how the music at the beginning sounds like like old Doom music <laughs> from back in the 90s. It sounds like the music, if you were lucky enough to have a sound blaster sound card in your computer, you'd hear the, the Doom music and it sounded like that. I was like, this is, this is like uh, Wolfenstein or something. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> from there, it kind of just took me away. I liked how some of the songs, even just the titles, reminded me of just like other things. Like 
Desperate Youth. I kept thinking of Electric Youth. I kept thinking of the 80s, this whole album. <laughs> like the Keepers, I was the Keepers just struck me as an 80s song. Okay, can I go, can I just uh, jump in on that? Desperate yeah, please. Youth is the exact same chord progression for Who's Gonna Drive You Home? The Drive song by the Cars it's the 80s. If you listen to it, it's the exact same opening because huh. I immediately picked that up and then became obsessed with figuring out what I was listening to oh and then God. listened to an Alan Cross podcast today where he <laughs> makes fun of people who do this who's like oh it, you, there's only so many notes you everyone's gonna have the same progressions chill out everyone and I spent a good long time realizing yes I'm sorry I, I accidentally turned this album on on Spotify, which is currently playing in my children's room, oh, <laughs> go to sleep. So, so they went from Harry Potter uh, podcast to the Keepers, <laughs> playing quite loudly. Oh, no, you know, I did that this week. It wasn't an accident; it was on purpose. But I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna wake the girls up with with some Spice Girls. It's gonna be a great way to get up. And so I put on like Wannabe, but I didn't realize how loud it was. <laughs> so it starts with all here's. Winifred's <laughs> room because she's like, you scared me. That's an awesome party trick. Yeah, I mean, they, they got up, but they were not happy about it. So I thought I'd paused it. I, I realized what I'd done and I paused it, but it kept playing on their Alexas and I was like frantically trying to change it back. So sorry, because of that, I kind of miss what you guys were saying. I mentioned the Keepers, but I think you started talking about a different song. So I apologize that I missed that. Could probably stop the conversation completely. We dead. were talking about Alan Cross. <laughs> Alan Cross, as we often do on this really? podcast. Okay, okay. He's a national treasure. <laughs> I just adore him. We've definitely tagged him on Instagram when we post stuff. And so far, no love from Alan. You're not going to get his attention unless you tag him in something about Nirvana. And you know that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> if we do a tribute, you know, we'll, we'll do like a Steve Albini week or something like that. He might have something to say about that. I have already said this story on the podcast before, but I did email him once when I remembered a random indie band from Montreal that I wanted to talk to, talk to someone about. So I was like, you know what? Alan Cross. And he wrote back, he emailed back in under 10 minutes. No after way. after I got an email <laughs> saying he was on vacation and not answering emails, he wrote back right away and he's like, dude, they were an amazing band. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Probably wanted to say thank you for a, an episode idea. Yeah. Oh, you can't find that album anywhere. The one that I'm talking about. No, that's too bad. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I listened to him all afternoon. I don't know what I was doing. I was just going through a worm down a wormhole. That's fine. That's all right. Uh, but the that's 80s vibe for sure. I picked that up. And, yeah. yeah. I loved all the words that were describing her music. When you're trying to. This is what is great about her is you can't even remotely try and describe it. I read something that said, a sonic buffet of hip hop, industrial punk, new wave, Afrobeat, dance hall music. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot to encapsulate in, in one album or one artist. So that's amazing. Yeah, there's a lot happening. I don't think I'd take any part of that out though. I, I'd agree with all of it. Yeah, it's wild. The neat thing about her music too is like, it, I feel like every one of her albums is a different vibe, like all together. Yeah, one of them is actually just, I don't want the Goldfire Sessions is described as a dance hall. 
like a dance hall album. So it sounds really different from the other ones I've found. Yeah. I could see a little bit more similarities between her first one and this one. But mm-hmm. yeah, when I was flipping through some of the other songs, it took like totally different sounds. It was really wild. Yeah, I find for the her 2018 like the I don't want album. It's a summer, it's a summer album. It doesn't it doesn't work any other season as well as it does <laughs> in the summer. But you could just put it on the summer and just, like in any summer environment and it's like this is great. This is really good. Summer. Nice. You know. Yeah. I'm going to bring that so it's out. It's almost the season for it then. Yeah. This album's like year round. Like any mood, you can listen to this. <laughs> can I will say something about, and I hate to be the person that was reminded several times of Gwen Stefani about in this album, but did anyone else not find Freak Like Me sounded a whole lot like If I Were Rich Man? Which can I just say is my favorite weirdest fucking sample in a song of all time. <laughs> the Fiddler sample. Fiddler on the roof in a Gwen Stefani and Eve song. But I definitely heard those parallels and was reminded of the greatest sampling of all time that occurred there. I didn't notice that in Freak Like Me. I just kept thinking of that song you told me to listen to, I Think You're Freaky. Deanne Ford actually came up on a list of YouTube things after I watched this. So I feel yes, people heard the word freaky and immediately went to Deanne Ford, which is funny. You are not the only one. Oh, sweet. Well, it's nice to be included. But now that I'm listening to it and you've mentioned Gwen Stefani, I totally hear yeah. it. Yeah, and then I... You may have ruined the song for that, me a little I'm bit sorry now. that I know this now. <laughs> it's, I also felt bad thinking about how I feel like Gwen Stefani brought kind of that... Like reggae sound to the masses, which is no. the worst. Really, no. it is though. Like, do you not think that the generation? I mean, honestly, besides Bob Marley, where do you think they're like knowing that beat from? It's when. Well, I mean, if if you're really into No Doubt, then you're probably a ska kid. Like, maybe you heard Sublime or like you know any of the other pop pseudo ska bands of the '90s and early 2000s. Either of you heard of a band called UB40? <laughs> <laughs> But I, like, when I was listening, yeah, this is a judgmental episode on myself. I was watching The Voice. Oh, my God, I know. Anyways, there was a moment where they were talking about Gwen's musical, and it's like, yeah, ska, reggae, this. And I was like, oh, man, that bums me out that maybe a lot of people got turned on to this through that, because that's bizarre. Yeah, Hmm. it hurts my heart to even talk about Gwen Stefani now (laughs) Yeah, well, modern age (laughs) I know it seems weird I did read a whole article on weird appropriation things around her but I was a big No Doubt fan I loved seeing a woman rocking it out back in the day 20 million years ago 100% same did you wear like a little bindi dot on your head? Because if you could find a jewel in small town Ontario for your forehead, it was a really big deal. But now as like a woman in her 30s, it's just like, oh man, like why did Gwen have to do us so dirty? It's funny, no, there were no jewels anywhere, but I see Chrissy Teigen putting those jewels on her all the time now. I'm like, interesting, interesting, really? interesting. Yeah, a throwback. She Britt is fully speaking to your kids. I know. I can hear their sweet little bidet voices. They both called me before this on their Alexas simultaneously. So I was getting like, Bryn's calling, Bryn's calling, Bryn's calling. But I'm like, it's not Bryn. <laughs> you should just have an episode about like with them talking about like 
Ariana Grande or something or Blippi. Oh my god. The most judgmental I've ever been on the podcast is every time Ariana Grande comes up. Oh, I hate Ariana Grande's music. I hate it. I don't know if I could name one song. I only know that song um, where it's like the music video is her and Nicki Minaj and they're on top of these like exercise bikes really, really like in a really provocative way. But I know about it because they're talking about like ice on your wrists, but it means jizz. And so that's oh. why I know that song. And it's it's catchy, but I, I'm a Nicki Minaj fan. So it's like, oh, why is Ariana ruining this? But I will say... I respect like a mimic singer in a big way, like Adele, who's, you know, a mimic singer. And so is Ariana Grande and she, she crushes it, but I would much rather see her in like, like on Broadway or uh, creating a Mariah Carey one woman show and just doing Mariah Carey <laughs> songs. That would be fantastic. I, I also don't know anything. Know of, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, I also don't know any or much about Nicki Minaj, but I will say that I did watch her on RuPaul this week, and I think it might have been from last season, and she did a rap for the show, and it was really amazing. And I thought, oh my God, I need I need to look into this person that everyone knows of and loves 10 years after the fact. <laughs> yeah, she's a strong rapper. She really is. It was great. I didn't get into like female rap until I was a much older woman. But she's on there. I would I would keep her lumped in with the same like rappers, like early like nineties, late eighties female rappers. She's she's on that level, but she's very like cut of the new millennium cloth for sure. So I have probably negative seven rappers to compare her to, so it's cool. It's a blank slate for me. That's okay. Something just happened in my in my life here, and I just found out that Santa Gold was in the office. Yes. What? Uh-huh. There's an episode of The Office, and I know you haven't watched The Office, right, Angie? This is correct. <laughs> so there's an episode of The Office in the at the end, I think it's in their last season, where one of the characters, Andy uh, uh, Nardog. Nardog. <laughs> um, I was like, Andy Dwyer. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, Andy Bernard. That's why he's the Nardog, because he's Bernard. Anyway, he goes on basically, uh, speaking of the voice, he goes on like an American Idol type show, but it's for acapella. Yeah. <laughs> and Santa Gold is one of the judges. It's like her, Clay Aiken, <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers from the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> and I had no idea because I am so uns- I'm, not- I'm so out of the sports loop. I had no idea who Aaron Rodgers is. And I recognize Clay Aiken, but I didn't know that Santa Gold was in the office. So that is a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Two of the songs on this album were used in commercials too. So, what commercials? Um, I think "Desperate Youth" was used in like a car commercial, and I want to say um, "Keepers," like maybe insurance. I think it said on their <laughs> Wikipedia. I don't know, okay. but two of the songs were used on there. I wanted to come on with like fun facts, and I didn't even think to bring up the office facts. So, thanks, Brent. I got it. Well, you two are having a more more interesting conversation than I can offer up right now. I decided to start hitting Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> what can I bring? Oh, God. I can it- definitely hear disparate youth in a car commercial. Oh, though. 100%. Yeah, totally. And I think that's the vibe with a lot of these songs is that there's so many like layers to the song. Like this, Like every song on this album has like 
the basic, you know, one, two riffs, and then it, it has like the crescendo piece, and then it comes back down at the end. And so you can use chunks of these songs for different things if you were to use it from like in a commercial way. Yeah. But it also makes it fun to listen to because it's not just like one vibe, the whole song, there's like different layers to it. So hmm. I feel like some of this. A lot of her songs have been in TV shows, too, that I was reading earlier. The only one I can remember is Entourage, which I'm also embarrassed that I watched. Like, what a loser. This is my loser episode. You like what you like. The heart wants what it wants. It's now, okay. Entourage is garbage shit, and everyone knows that. <laughs> I, I have offered up myself for ridicule with my love of crab fishing oh and my God. trucking shows. <laughs> Uh, so yes. as much as your brother argued with me in the uh, the Swollen Member show that those shows aren't themselves trash reality TV, I would argue that I disagree. As may, they may not be as up there with The Bachelor, but they're pretty trashy. I, mm. It's not intellectual television. <laughs> I don't know if it, I mean, as somebody who has watched countless hours of ice road trucking and crab fishing with you. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't put it on snuggling. Yeah, snuggling. <laughs> I wouldn't put on the same level as like my my then love of uh, like Honey Boo Boo. Like, do you remember how much I loved fucking Honey Boo Boo and and then the show with like the little um, I do those little girls who did the pageants and then they'd always cry. Oh, Parlors and tiaras. Yes, I loved that <laughs> show because it was like. Some sub kid was gonna cry with like their false teeth and in their long eyelashes and like a big soother in their mouth, but then also like a pixie stick and it's like <laughs> <laughs> like a big vibe like we were all feeling and that is trash compared to ice road trucking. Ice road trucking and craft fishing is just like a lot of feigned drama that doesn't exist. Whereas toddlers and tiaras, that's real drama yeah i you can't make that up as uh, now that we're raising two daughters yeah mm -hmm. that's pretty true to life yeah one of them i find is definitely more stressful i can't watch it when it's people's like actual lives i can watch storage wars for 18 hours <laughs> straight and be fine and it, nobody's getting hurt nobody's being like really embarrassed or i'm thinking i can't believe this is their life i'm so hideously sad for them like i can't watch any of the I don't know, bachelorette shit. It makes me so sad that these this is the plan for these humans. But uh, yeah, I feel like what you're talking about is more like observing someone's life and they make it a little bit dramatic, but it's kind of just shit that's happening. Like fucking crap fishing. You know what? I think, I think, I don't know if, if you both feel this way, but I think for me at least, and probably a lot of people, reality TV has to have some sort of like shopping component to it or else i'm not interested like toddlers and tiaras can i buy false lashes and teeth after i watch it yes can i buy little dresses for my dog and my kids yes storage wars can i go buy a storage locker yes crab fishing no i mean i could buy the crab later but it doesn't connect me to the show. There should be a reality show where people go and bid on Amazon cast-offs. And then <laughs> the money that they raise go to fund the Amazon unions. Think about it. Million dollar idea right there. What unions? Exactly. The ones that they need to start because <laughs> they need money yeah. for their unions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get that. And I think that definitely speaks to like the pandemic where I'm getting six parcels delivered a day mm. because I've just 
the only way to make myself feel better is to purchase things. Um, yes. So yeah, that uh, <laughs> I mean that makes sense to me for sure. This week I watched that new Netflix pirate show. How was it? And that? I'm listening to pirate. It was all right. It was pretty good. And right now I'm listening to Pirate in the Water by Santa Gold, nice. which is what we're supposed to be talking about. Ooh, are we supposed to be listening to this as we as we chit chat? Oh my god, I'm probably just ruining this episode. By I'm like, also let's not talk drinking. About Amazon. You're not drinking. No, I'm trying not to well, drink. I am. As I actually, I didn't drink last week, and this week I went and got myself a bottle. I was like, you know what? I got my pineapple bubbly, and I want to try it with vodka. How is it? Is it good? For listening to Santa Gold with? So far. I feel like it's actually the perfect drink for that. No, but the pineapple part of it, like tropical. Yeah, yes, 100%. Yes. I specifically bought the pineapple to try with vodka, and I haven't had any. So I've just been drinking it plain, like a sucker. <laughs> and I had to buy some more, and then I went and got some some vodka this evening to finally try it with vodka and it is it is hitting the spot amazing i want to ask do you guys have favorite songs and hated songs on this album i'd say probably the keepers and go definitely my two favorite songs on the album really i kept listening to the keepers it's been in my head mm-hmm. i've i was falling asleep at night not even maybe having listened to the album during the day and i was like we're the keepers and um i was just like we have to do we have to go and listen to like some kind of 80s pop album i was like i need i need that in my life because this feels like that this feels like something from an 80s movie oh yeah did you listen to anything else weird like you know how we listen to certain artists because yes that is um i didn't listen to anything terribly specifically weird but i found that i just like i was so into the album quite often i don't listen to the albums all the way through as we as we've discussed in our sort of debate of whether or not we should disband um with the songbird portion of it since Mm -hmm. nobody we don't often listen to the albums all the way through anymore um i listened to this album all the way through several times and i just kind of let spotify keep playing after and I just kind of ended up listening to all kinds of stuff that Spotify just kept rolling after this. And it was like St. Vincent and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Mm-hmm. And there was an... Renee, what was that uh, artist that I sent you Gold to be like... Goldfrap. <laughs> Cancel. So apparently I listened to that and I was like, maybe you'd like this. And I, I think <laughs> I think that's the response oh, I got in text form. I like Goldfrap. I can't. <laughs> I just can't get into it at all. Every song sounds exactly the same. Sounds like mm, yeah, a watered-down version of St. Vincent. To me, to my untrained ears, my peasant ears. So I'm glad you can appreciate gold rap where I can. Uh, watered-down St. Vincent, but who was around first? Probably both of them emerged from the same egg at the same time. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... I like St. Vincent. I don't... I haven't listened to too much St. Vincent, but I just respect the hell out of her because she has her own guitar that was like custom built for her and a lot of people use it. It's like this really like ideally designed sort of funky looking guitar that a lot of people have adopted because it's so well designed. Amazing. I just respect the shit out of her for that fact. Also, she was one of the ladies that performed with Nirvana at their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. She performed Lithium with them and I may have rolled some tears watching them perform that song in like 2015. So I I do have fondness for St. Vincent even though I don't listen to her very often. This can just be an everyone else appreciation episode. (laughs) Yeah. Angie, did you listen to anything else? You you posed the question. What, What else did you get into this week? I actually listened to a lot of Madonna but that was completely unrelated. It was because RuPaul did a Madonna rusical 
and I was like, God damn it, Madonna has a lot of good songs. So I did sidetrack into Madonna that wasn't specifically because of this. Um, but I did listen to more of her other albums, which I don't normally do. I kind of stick to the album and I don't know why. I think you should listen to probably some of the other things to see what it sounds like to compare it to. But I I definitely listened to some of the older stuff that I used to listen to and the dance hall album, which you don't normally do. How about you, Renee? What else... I don't know how much effort you put into listening to this album this week, but uh, did, what else did you listen to this week other than Santa Gold? That's a good question. I can tell you that I listened to nothing else this week but Santa Gold right. and podcasts. So I lead... Any good podcasts? Call Her Daddy? <laughs> Rue Tales of Magic is a great podcast, but not at all aligned with your podcast or my podcast. It's a it's a D&D podcast. So. Oh, we're Steven when we're talking about D&D podcasts. <laughs> oh my little- god, I totally think Department of Defense. I was like, that sounds fucking <laughs> terrible. I actually started listening to uh, last podcast on the left's deep dive into Dune. So I started that this week <laughs> along with the, with the Santa Gold album. So that's where I was at. I wish I had listened to Madonna this week. That would have been a good time. I was listening to the Avita soundtrack two weeks ago. Oh. I don't think that counts, but it, it you know what? It's still very good. Very good. Totally counts. Totally mm-hmm. counts. Thank you. Thank you. I also found myself listening to Band of Horses and <gasps> Jimi Hendrix this week. Nice. And another artist that I'm not going to say because I want to do them on the podcast soon and I don't want to give it away. It's not this week. Never All of a it. sudden, Spotify starts working. God bless you, computer of stupidity. All right. Well, get your Santa cold going. Okay, so let's start the episode. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> oh, my God. I time. have things to do tonight. Like, watch TV. <laughs> it's also 1130 for me, so how late can we go? We can't. I mean, I'll be up for hours. It's only 9.30, and Renee's not going to talk to me after this, so I'll just be watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably call you after this and be like, how was I? Because so, I'm insecure. I think it's great. I'm glad that you pitched it. I think it's a good album. I I, I don't know how famous she is. Is that I found that hard to kind of gauge from the interwebs. You know, sometimes you get a ton of articles written about an artist and you're like, wow, she's crazy popular. I didn't, I couldn't gauge her popularity vibe. Does anyone have any thoughts? Yeah. When I mentioned it to Bryn, he immediately went and looked on her Spotify to see how many subscribers (laughs) she had. And he's like, oh, over a million a month. Okay, great. And so I was like, oh, I guess she is popular. So I think she's one of those people that aren't maybe radio popular. Like commercially. Yeah. Well, she's commercially popular in the sense that like she's literally had her music in commercials. Right. Is right. that the definition? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so, but I've never ever heard a Santa Gold song on the radio. I mean, maybe not the stations I listen to, but she's maybe not like mainstream popular, but she's popular in circles. I think she's borderline one of those artists that you mentioned to be cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, are you listening Iver. to Santa Cold? <laughs> oh yeah, we go back a little bit. <laughs> Like she's got a song in like rock band or something and people are just like using her as like, well, you know, sometimes I just want to listen to like an independent black artist. So I just listen to some Santa Gold or something like a little tribal, maybe. Dance hall. I don't want to think people are using Santa Gold's music to be more woke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It makes me feel better that on her 
Wikipedia, it says that she has stated that she's inspired by 1980s pop music. And I was like, yes, that is exactly what I kept thinking the entire time I was listening to this yeah. album. I think Santa Gold came out, like, really hit the scene around the same time as, like, when the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs were big and Marine and the Diamonds were big. Because they also have, like, a very similar vibe. And then, you know, you see that, like, Karen and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs got big. And then there's kind of, like, Santa Gold and then Marina is only just really coming into her own, but there, there's this early 2000s vibe of female artists that were like outside of the mold in a way that they were really creating this big mishmash of sound that was pretty unique to the era. And I think Sandigal just kind of like, ex, you know, exploded out of that um, and went in her own direction. But I, I do think that maybe she kind of jumped on the scene during that time. And I think if you were to go back and listen to like, the yeah yeah yeahs and marina and the diamonds and santa gold and like these other female-led bands in that era like metric for example mm-hmm. you would hear very very similar sounds but then if you if you listen to the progression over the years they've kind of come into their own in a, in a, in a really positive way and i think that's super cool would you say that maybe this kind of music is sort of it had its moment but now it's just sort of like her fans are her fans but she's probably not gaining a whole lot of traction popularity wise so i mean according to wikipedia master by make believe went to number one on the u.s dance and electronic albums chart and it went to number five on the u.s alternative albums chart Mm -hmm. but otherwise kind of throughout the world it was down in like the 50s 30s 60s like didn't perform super well out of out of the u.s do you think it was maybe just like a like a lightning in a bottle at that time with those with those artists and she kind of got wrapped up in them? No, I think I consider this more of a foundational album for her in terms of her career because everything after this album was a very different vibe. And I think an album like this and her al- her album prior to this really kind of like built that fan base. And I think she's just matured with her audience. You know, who we all were in the early 2000s to the mid 2000s to now, very different. So if you, if you listen to her early work, it is more of that era versus her last album, which is kind of more like jazzy pop, you know? So it's, I think it just, it just matures and it kind of, it's, it's a unique independent sound to her but also it tracks that transition from like, you know, decades in terms of like maybe the fan base. And I was reading an article that said that it was a big surprise to her fans that her most recent album was a dancehall album. So mm-hmm. she's, I guess, just like you said, you know, growing and doing what she wants to do. But it was, it seemed like it was a surprise to people that she made this. So yeah. that might also maybe not that could also be the reason why people weren't as excited about that album and it doesn't show as popular because it may not have had that same kind of sound that the fans were used to mm-hmm. i totally agree because i was waiting for that album to come out when it did i was like oh that's different yeah i yeah. hate it but it wasn't what i was expecting i was maybe a little disappointed but i still enjoyed it but to me it was like this is a new era for this artist it's a different level different stage it's not the artist that i loved in this the 2012 album but people grow and change i would much rather an artist evolve than stay planted in like the same spot forever because then nothing new and 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 awesome comes out of it you know definitely and you got to make the music you want to make absolutely she was saying she spent quite a bit of her childhood 
traveling to Jamaica and that it was just really close to her heart to make this kind of music. So that, I mean, that's, that's what you got to do. And the fact that she made it less commercial, the more she goes on, just shows how much cooler she is. I don't need to yeah, sell absolutely. out, team. I'm just doing my own shit. <laughs> do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I bet it would be a lot of fun to go to one of her concerts, I bet. Yes. I bet Damn, it better be a big party. Well, I sent you that video. Did you send it to Angie? I don't remember you sending me a video. There's a video of... (laughs) So no, so no. (laughs) Yeah, so there's this video of her at a festival. Um, It's during the 99 Cent album era where she's singing a song from that album. And there's just this one guy on a hill dancing and giving it like his... yeah. Yeah. And he's just giving it his all. And then just the energy of his lone dancing compels everyone around him to join into his dance and he <laughs> he single-handedly creates a mob of dancers to this one Santa Gold song. So, I, listen. I did watch that. I had no idea it was Santa Gold, though. Yeah, that's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, the song's from her 99 Cent album. So, yeah, it's, it's literally she has the power to just, like, possess one man to create a mob of dancers create a party yeah <laughs> it was impressive i'm trying to see if i can find it to send it to angie now but i'm not sure where you send it to me on oh i will send it again i'm happy to do that she also used to be the lead singer of a punk band everyone that's right yeah really although i listened to it and it was it was felt very pop punk but i only listened to it for 28 seconds that's you know that's a commitment and i don't blame you for not doing longer than that because you're an adult who has things going on in their lives that's right i was working really hard today flipping around my songs no (laughs) um i feel like we haven't touched on really any of the songs specifically to this album but one of my favorites which i just want to read to you now like like a poem yeah please you ready okay Look at these pros, look at these clothes, look at this dough, look at this gold looking evil. Look at me, then look at these hoes, these bitches ain't fucking with me, killer. <laughs> killer! Right? What Beautiful. a great. Oh, thank snapping, you so much. snapping, mm, snapping. Thank you, thank you. It's a, it's a good song, but it comes out of nowhere. But I appreciate that it's on this album. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to touch on it. I was like, am I going to have to touch on Look at These Hoes? Because well, it's definitely a key change. It's the songbird. Like a... And I'm so disappointed you don't do the songbird anymore. But this is the songbird of the album. <laughs> well, we can do it. It's just, it's like, does anybody have a songbird? And it's sort of like, we all kind of go, Ooh, none of us listen to it all the way yeah, through. Yeah, it's true. Oh, disappointing. This is the songbird on this album, in case you were wondering. Well, for those of you who may be new to our show, a songbird is a song that isn't necessarily a bad song, but it's so different from the rest of the songs in the album that it kicks you out of the flow of the album as you're listening to it all the way through. Named, of course, for Songbird by Fleetwood Mac on the Rumors album. Mm -hmm. So if you're wondering what we're talking about in terms of Songbird, go back to our older episodes. I even had a musical cue for it, but... (laughs) we just it, it happens so rarely that we have one these days it just kind of it kind of just sort of becomes a like does anybody have one no okay let's move on but i would agree in terms of theme or lyrical content or even musical style it's definitely its own thing it doesn't match the rest of the album but in a really good way i find songbirds quite often kick me out and i'm sort of like eh, i'm not sure if it's a good song but i'm not i'd rather it not be there mm. but no it it's really good this is probably the song that like she'd have lizzo come out 
when they're at playing the same festival and Lizzo will come out and do like a rap in the middle and then leave with her fists in the air. <laughs> well, you know, like I really liked her 99 cent album and it has a songbird on it too called Who Be Lovin' Me and it's like a duet and it's it really catches you off guard because it's not good. <laughs> it's almost like she's a very good, like she's a good singer. She's a, she's a strong artist, but the guy that she sings with is like, leaves a lot to be desired what but it's What's it right called? in the it's called who be loving me yeah, featuring okay. i love mcconan terrible name oh he's the worst and i feel like she lost a bet to get this song <laughs> on the album and it's right smack dab in the middle of the album and so I, i'm wondering you know i i haven't gone back too far you know to see her other albums too much as i relate to this but you know she's got the look at these hoes song which to me is a songbird on this album and then who be loving me which is you know the creme de la creme of, of songbirds on the 99 cent album so i'm wondering if this is just like a theme like it's what she oh does my- she's like you know what these songs were great let's just slow it down a bit take a break and then i'm going to come back at you real hard with these other bangers and i respect that he's totally tone deaf oh he's awful it's awful like, she must have lost a bet. Or she was fucking him or something. Maybe. She's like, no, your music is great. She's like, no, I, I love what it. Was that Alanis song you sent me that her husband made? Oh, <laughs> Solai. It's hard. It's hard. Speaking of songs that are being published because maybe you're fucking someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, the things you do for love. Boy, I think about I wonder- it often. <laughs> how their relationship dynamic is. <laughs> I wonder if, like, René Angelil ever wrote a song for Céline and Céline sang it. Like, imagine Power of Love was a René Angelil song. <laughs> like, imagine. I think she just thought of him when she sang oh, it. Oh, 100%. She was like, I love my old daddy. Like, gross. But she was like, this is the power <laughs> of love that we could be so in love when I was so young. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> That's my Celine impression. <laughs> You're welcome. Apparently he does have at least one song credit. René? Yeah. No way. But it's because he was in an, he was an artist, right? Like before he became Celine Dion's husband slash... Father. Fatherger. He was a, an artist, I guess a musician. And he's got at least, when you sort of Google René Angelil songwriter, there's a couple things that come up. They're French songs. Yeah. They would be. <laughs> You're like, yep. <laughs> oh my God, he married someone called Anne René, and my name is René Anne. That's disgusting. <laughs> She's only 30 years older than Celine. How oh well. Did he do Rest it? in peace, René Angelil. Rest in power, René Angelil. May your gambling debts always be paid. I feel like Celine Dion is now dating 22-year-old models, so go girl. Oh my god, and then she made that satanic um, children's fashion line. What? Yes! We do not deserve Celine, like for real. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, satanic gender neutral, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was great, and I wish I could have bought every single piece in that line. Is it still going? I have no idea, but you know what? I will get back to you. I will find out. Mm -hmm. I wish she'd done it for adults. (laughs) Oh, exactly, right? We do need to do Celine Dion on the podcast. It was one of Renee's first suggestions, and I think think maybe this group of us could do it. But apparently, after Celine Dion's husband, Rene Angelil, died in 2016, Celine has been linked to a backing dancer named Pepe Munoz, who is absolutely way younger than she is. How old is he? 
She deserves it. I don't it. know. Let me. She deserves that. That's as of. Oh, she has earned it. Yeah. yeah. She's just going to switch that dynamic, and now she is the cougar. Mm-hmm. She's the cradle robber. Who is Pepe Munoz? Uh, self taught illustrator specializing in fashion, blah, 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 blah. blah. Self taught illustrator. Birthday? That's cool. <laughs> Let me see if I can find his birthday. I'm just looking. I'm on uh, Wikipedia like you are, and I'm looking at her filmography, and it's like Touched by an Angel, The Nanny, Quest oh. for Camelot, Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> also, Celine's clothing line is Nunu. Celine Nunu. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> So according to famous birthdays, he is 36 years old. He's my age. Oh, hey, baby. And Celine is definitely not my age. <laughs> um, what is happening? We just took a big detour from Santa Gold to Celine Dion. Oh, I was looking Welcome up the prices podcast. of Nunu and it's in Swedish kroner. And I don't know why. I'm like, what? Why is it not? Why it, does it not know where I am? I'm like, this shit's expensive, yo. <laughs> So for reference, he is 36, apparently, and Celine is 52. Oh, that's not bad. That's nothing. I feel oh. like at some point she was dating someone who was younger, unless I'm thinking of that guy. Lame. Currently she is, apparently. I can tell you, as the host of a romance novel podcast, that there is not enough stories about older women getting it on with- Cooking it up cooking it up or even just you know finding their erotic selves as widows or at postmenopausal and uh, I hope I hope one day Celine retires from like Las Vegas and her clothing line and her her twins are grown up and she just decides to write romance novels cuz I will be first in line to buy those stories <laughs> What kind of romance novels do you read? Everything. Anything? Have you- Everything. Yeah. Have you read o- Opal well, Carew? I no. So th- the premise of the show is that we we try to read like really obscure forgotten romance novels, but it's okay. kind of evolved over time. So every week we pick a theme and then we find something related to that theme. Okay. And typically I look for like the free Amazon things. Okay. So my co-host will read something really lovely and beautiful and romantic, and I'll end up reading something about Slenderman. Like it's it's not it's it's a it's very different from one week to another. But I usually try to find the awfulness that exists on Amazon. Nice. Yeah. So week to week, we do we do different things. We did like a Black History Month, and we just did International Women's Day, and. <laughs> We, I, we are off base, and I feel like this is my fault. I apologize. No, we do. This is what we do. We, it's about that time where we should probably look at wrapping up, do some final thoughts. I mean, we can keep going if you want, and I'll just try and patch this together into whatever kind of episode I can make it into. Um, and I will hype this on my podcast. <laughs> Maybe hype a different episode. Um, I feel... <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I, I'm sorry that I came on your show and and we ended up here. I apologize as much as this was an absolute joy to be here. I feel like I'm you know what? I'm I'm not I'm not aligned with with the with your show, I think. Well, there was a few things that happened tonight that were weird. The girls kept wandering in, which absolutely doesn't really ever happen, and Angie's Spotify wasn't working. It was a calamity of errors, but I think it was a great song selection, and I'm super glad you came on. Oh, thank you so much. I took, like, an out-of-van before this, because I was a little nervous. 
You know, and I'm, I'm happy to be here. And uh, I will keep throwing suggestions at Bryn, whether he likes it or not, uh, whether he does those episodes or not. But I really hope I can come back for either like a Celine episode or like a Kate Bush episode. Like I will come. I will serenade. It will be awful. You're welcome. I'll be there. Yes. Well, we keep threatening to do musicals and you did say you'd come oh, back for a musical oh my episode. God, and if you want to come like... back for something, I uh, I don't know about Angie, but I'd love to have you back. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, you know, try this again with a few <laughs> less technical errors and a few less children wandering in interrupting me. And I think it'll be a little smoother sailing. It's always a little hard when you get somebody in for the first time. You know, I think we got lucky with Ben because he'd basically gone back and listened to everything to sort of get a feel for the podcast and you're just coming on kind of cold and I did, I appreciate it so much that you've come in made this awesome suggestion of of Santa Gold which is a, a great album I think uh, you know and you ask what like favorite albums that we've done so far this although this episode feels a little shaky I think <laughs> this is probably one of my favorite albums that we've listened to like I just kept putting it on which is kind of rare for me when it's not my own suggestion <laughs> oh I'm happy to hear that and uh, it's just it's a really great album I think I think Santa Gold's really great and I think just touches so many different bases and it's a lot of fun to listen to and it just seems to suit like headphone listening it seems to suit car listening i never put it on in like any speakers and like jammed in the kitchen or anything to it but it just ended and i kept i didn't even notice it was over all of a sudden i was like this sounds like a different voice and it'd be like somebody else and i just like instead of just letting it grind and just like putting something else on or like jumping back to like something that i would normally find as a comfort zone musically i would just put this album back on just go back up to uh, her and karen o just did it did it did it and it's like yeah i'm back so Excellent, excellent, excellent suggestion. So thank you so much. I'm so glad. I was so scared that like you guys are going to listen, Renee. This was trash. (laughs) Your suggestion was trash. And you're on this episode now for us to tell you that it's trash, which is why I took the Ativan. But you know what? I'm I'm very happy with this outcome. Could not have gone better. Also, who are we to say music is trash? What are what are our credentials? You are you are thirty year old white people, so that's your credential. I guess that's just. <laughs> Anyways, I I thought it was a great suggestion, and I'm glad this was back on my radar because it has been off of my radar for many years, and I really enjoyed it. And I will add it to some of my playlists. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was hands down definitely one of the best listening experiences that I can say that I've partaken in since we started this podcast. Absolutely. It just, it hit so many different notes. It was great. So different. So many different kinds of sounds for sure, which is, which is why it's easy to listen to. It's not that same track of, oh, we're listening to this kind of music over and over again. You just kind of never knew what you were getting, which is, I think, the best part about it. Yeah. I didn't go anywhere else in her song catalog or her album catalog, but I definitely plan to. Oh, my heart is so warm right now. Thank you for liking what I suggested. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. No, it was awesome. It was awesome. I think you're also sort of coming in at a time where Angie and I have discussed this a little bit, where the longer we do this podcast, the more open-minded we are to when people make suggestions. I have, I have people in my life now that as soon as they find out I have this podcast, or I'm part of this podcast, I should say, they just start dumping music in mm-hmm. me or like at me. Like your dad? Always like, like Elton John always? No, it's Brendan a lot. Brendan was like, listen to this, listen to that, listen to this, listen to that. And whereas when people would be like, hey, you should listen to this song, I'd be like, yeah, cool. And I never fucking <laughs> would. But when people s- send me music to listen to now, I just listen to it. Yeah. Because it's like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Doing this podcast, although I, I can't say that there's too much that I've come away with, this is going in my playlist 100%. It's taken a lot of that attitude away of, I don't want to listen to that. It's like, listen to this song. Cool. I'll, I mean, I'll listen to it 100% every time. So you're kind of less pretentious or elitist about it you're really more open-minded 
Yeah. I love sure. it. That's great. And I like giving the time to the musicians because I usually would listen to something for 47 seconds and be like, no, I hate this. Whereas <laughs> now that I kind of force myself to listen to the whole album multiple times, it makes me appreciate everything so much more. I love that. Yeah, it's been a really fun side effect of doing this podcast is that having being somebody and Renee, you can attest to this being somebody that really only listened to like 25 songs ever. And every time someone would be like, you should listen to this, be like, oh, their music sucks or modern music sucks or this sucks or that sucks or everything sucks except Alice in Chains. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I listen to the um, album one more time just in passing. I will, I will kill myself. I don't even remember the last time I listened to the Indigo <laughs> album. So I don't know where you're listening to it, but it's not with me. You know what? Enough um, is enough is all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's, it's cool. And I think, and I hope people who are listening to our podcast, that's something that they're doing. I hope they're listening along with us if, if they're fans of our podcast. Because we can't play the music during the episodes because of copyright and stuff. So I just, I hope you're listening along because that's why we try and that's why we started it. That's why Steven and I started this was to just find new music to listen to and although i can say my comfort zones haven't changed musically my willingness and my attitude towards music is so much softer now than it was yeah. before it used to be everything was garbage except what yeah. i liked and now it's just like anybody's like listen to this song it even even it doesn't matter what it is i'll listen to it i'll give it the time to listen to it at least once awesome. whereas i wouldn't even do that before so i love that so yeah no this your your suggestion crushed it yay what are we listening to next week friend I think it's your turn. No, this was Renee's pick. This wasn't yours. Well. <laughs> and she's here. So I'm going to choose. I just I've been in such this mood because of Santa Gold and April's my birthday month. So I'm going to say for April, let's do 80s music okay. for fun. And I'm going to start us off with the album Rule the World, the greatest hits of Tears for Fears. Oh my god, yes. I love Tears for Fear. You guys just want to be real sad for Jesus' resurrection. Mm -hmm. I get that. <laughs> it all works. Yeah, I'll just seize the opportunity of April's my birthday month. Let's do 80s. Right. I'm going to start with this. Greatest hits album, Tears for Fears. Rule the world from, from 2017. I want to make sure I'm looking right at it before. This is good. This was a good. Thank you for having me on your show and letting me derail the entire episode. It was a, a pleasure. Renee, before you get out of here, before we say goodbye, tell people where they can find you online because I've always wanted to say that. Oh. <laughs> where, where, where can our listeners find you online? You can find me at Ravage Love. That's R A V A G E L O V E on Instagram and on Twitter, same handle. And you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. But you got it. You're gonna leave horny if you listen to us. So just hold on to your butt. That's a warning. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you're gonna learn all kinds of things about uh, about the mother of my children if you listen and to that show. And my sexual preferences. Love you. <laughs> Feel free to at me about it because I'm here to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> this could be oh, a whole podcast. You. I think I'm feeling a spin. -off. Yeah, you're <laughs> feeling a spin off here. You two should just come on Ravage Love. I think, you, how do you feel about reading romance and erotica? Because I think it would be a lot of oh, fun. Oh, yeah, I'd love it. Oh, my God. Totally. Okay, we're going to do it. It's going to be great. Have Angie on first. I think that would be a better <laughs> fit than maybe me coming on. Okay, we will connect. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Okay, we will talk. But um, thank you. I 
really have to pee. So thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, I really for have to pee me. as well. This I'm dancing and I'm doing my pee dance. All right. Well, what better time to wrap it up? Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Life to Labyrinth podcast. Theme music by Devin Rose. Find Devin on Bandcamp or any streaming service. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Life Number Two Labyrinth. <laughs>